gentlemen, hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WYLK. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. My name is Freddie. You might know me as Fast Freddie during the week or the insignificant, significant one or the anti-DJ, if you will. I'm definitely the bad influence with the best intentions. And my best intentions today is putting on a good show for all you fine people that might be listening on this blistering spring, summer-like Sunday afternoon. Happy Mother's Day yes, happy to all Mother's the mothers Day. out there. That is one bad bunch of mothers that listen <laughs> to this show. I know they do. And I hope they are. Crack one open, baby, because, um, well, at least wait until we tell you what to crack open, because Dirty Derek got something really nice lined up for us today, and I know him and Ed are going to be very, very Absolutely. happy drinking this stuff down, and we got a fabulous interview as well, Derek. We do. <clears throat> this, this week, we're, we have a really great brewery that's uh, very limited availability, which is great to have them on here. We have Surly Brewing out of Minnesota, the, the Brooklyn Center, St. Paul area of uh, Minnesota. Really phenomenal, phenomenal brewery. Really sought after beers. They're kind of one of the ones you see popping up on a lot of those beer trading websites, some people trying to get them. Just a great, great brewery, and we're going to be talking to the owner, Omar Ansari, and Freddie will be enjoying it, too, because their brewmaster is known for being one of the biggest metalheads in the uh, brewing industry. Very, very well known for blasting. We've actually talked about him before on here. So the brew is definitely inspired by yeah. some shredding riffs, oh, man. you see some of the artwork on this stuff, I mean, you'll, definitely. you'll be very inspired about the, the metal stuff. It really kind of comes through. But before we even get into that, we're going to jump into a little bit of beer news this week and All see right. what's going on. The first uh, little bit we have here, this is a local thing, well, local to Pennsylvania. Now, you might remember about two months ago, there was a, a law passed that allowed the 12-pack sales in, in some of the beer distributors. And uh, what wound up happening now is a lot of the breweries in Pennsylvania, because that was a law in the books for so long that they're mm-hmm. only selling the 24 case, uh, it, they're, they're kind of struggling to keep up with this because now they have to put a whole new system in place that to buy all these new things and be able to sell a 12-pack. So a lot of the Pennsylvania breweries are kind of, I don't want to say suffering, but they're, they're trying to figure out how to keep up with this. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes because there are a lot of them, I think about two-thirds of Pennsylvania breweries are only available in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. They don't have a wide distribution, so a lot of them are trying to play catch-up to be able to get these sales going in the distributors. So we'll see where that one goes. There's a slow build towards that one, though. And the other thing that's going on now, the Craft Brewers Conference wrapped up recently, and the growth rate in the craft beer industry, like we here know what's been going on. There's a lot of growth going. And that last year, there was actually 11% of the market share is going to craft now. Now, if you want to look at that, 2010, it was only 5%. So you got that big jump in four years doubling. And what they're looking for is by the year 2020, they want to be about 20% of the overall market share of craft beer. So that's a big jump that they're going in. It's really happening. And we see that growth going. Because it's one thing we forget about here. We all talk about craft beer. We love that. It's a small part of the overall beer market. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, just to the, but the fact that they grew in four years, over doubling the amount of uh, market share they take up is really impressive. And the thing is about that, too, Derek, you got to remember, you could be a smaller piece, but if people are talking about that smaller piece, yeah. it's going to seem a lot larger than it actually is, and that's only going to bring more people into into the fold. Definitely, yeah, and you really see that. I mean, just that, I mean, four years, over doubling, most businesses in this uh, economy would kill for that kind of growth. Would you be able to, would, would it be safe to say that there's really no buzz on domestic beer. Uh, the yeah. only thing buzzing on domestic beer is like your first story that you said that people might be able to buy 12 packs out of the distributor. Yeah, that's that's the big thing a lot of people are trying to play catch up with. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where you see a lot of the, a lot of people, you know, I wouldn't put the nail in the coffin, you know, oh, macro board, but they're definitely struggling and you see that with them trying to buy right. all these uh, craft breweries and things are trying to get in there. It's, it's a tough thing, so we'll see where it goes. But, I mean, there's definitely a lot of room to grow in the craft beer industry, so people saying that the bubble's going to burst soon, I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't see it either. There's too much growth. No, there's too many Eds out there. That's right. (laughs) Too many Eds out there that are willing to drink anything they've never tasted before because it's in a cool bottle. (laughs) Now, the last part, this is for home brewers. Now, uh, Sam Adams, a lot of people know that brewery, of course. They have the long shot competition. That is for home brewers that you can actually get Sam Adams to brew your beer and have it made available to the masses. So instead of just brewing it in your house and then saying, hey, come on over and try some, you can say, hey, go to your bottle shop and pick up some of my beer. And what they do is every year you enter into this home brew competition. Now, the, the uh, window ends May 16th, so we're right in the middle of that window being open. And if you want to find out more about it, just search Sam Adams Longshot. You'll be taken to their website, and you can get all the info and get some stuff sent over. And it's really cool. They have some really awesome beers that have come out through that. So highly recommended for home 
brewers. You want to get your beers nice. out there. Now, some of the new beers coming out. I want to cover this a little bit. Terrapin has their So Fresh, So Green Green coming out in Tall Boys, which is going to be awesome to see that one. Real Fresh Hop IPA is coming out in the fall. Now, let's see. Ale Smith. Remember Tony Gwen? Remember yeah, Tony definitely. Gwen? Uh, they, had, they did a beer with him last year. Mm-hmm. A Hall of Fame, you know, uh, what is his batting average? 394, I think was his overall at the end. He's passed away now. Did he pass away? Yeah, not, Tony I, Gwynn passed away, but his son that. his son plays. Okay, but, they have but that, they he's have that, big uh, in the craft. He was big in the craft beer. Yeah, and they have they they did a beer uh, last year. Now they're coming out with an imperial version of the Hall of Fame Imperial Three Nine Four, and uh, the proceeds are going to be going to his charity too, which is a really cool thing. So that's really what this is all about: is getting these uh, these collaborations going, and a lot of the funds going in right. the right areas, which is a great. And thing. And you know what, Derek? A lot of these collaborations we see, we hear about. Um, people try to ask me, and I laugh, and I say, I'll just ask Derek about it. Um, <laughs> Um, a lot of these people that you think, oh, that guy's an actor, that guy's a this, who's this, whatever. Will Wheaton, the guy that played yep. uh, for so long, they think, oh, what's he thinking? He's going to get in. A lot of these guys are beer enthusiasts. Oh, yeah. They know what the hell they're talking about. They're not just drinkers. They're people that yeah, put their time in. They're not just throwing. Like, that's the one right. thing you see. In the, like, a lot of the collaborations, you see people throwing their name on yeah. like, so-and-so's makeup line. Right. They don't have anything to do not, with it. The not, craft beer, they're involved with it. They, don't they are want, definitely invested. Because the brewery doesn't want to be known for doing just some gimmicky stuff. Stupid thing. I mean, oh. some, some breweries will jump into that. But now I mean, Derek's been working on the Kardashian brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some reason they won't respond to my email. <laughs> he has this idea for Kardashian ass bottles. <laughs> And I've been telling them, don't talk about it on the Beer Geeks, man. I mean, maybe Ed will dig that idea. I don't know. What the beer is going to be is I'm going to go in every bar in the area, wipe up the, the bar at the end of the night, and squeeze that out into a bottle, and that's yeah. going to be the Kardashian. Mm, yeah, just put her ass on the damn bottle. <laughs> oh, I got to see what it's about. People people will buy the beer in droves just to talk about how much they hate it. Oh, definitely. That would be one. It's the story of the Kardashians, man. That never made, uh, if I could get paid billions of dollars to be hated by everybody oh my god i mean i like the money I, i'm already hated by many i would just like the money <laughs> just pay me to hate me all right all right so now we just dive into these beers Ed spitting sand you better <laughs> funnel something down his throat already Derek. all right so we have just cracked open now this is what well, the other thing that's cool with surly beers is they're available in 16 ounce cans so you get those nice tall boys which is an awesome thing to have because you always want a, just a little more when you get a nice can of beer you want just a little more and they have that which is great what this first one is this is their hell this is a Munich Helles beer, yeah. which is a really nice, crisp lager. This is perfect, perfect for summer. 5.1% ABV, so it's fairly light, but it's really nice. You get these uh, wonderful kind of slight uh, spice notes from the hops, but it's really balanced. Like the the lager, uh, yeah, the lager, the malt really shines through in this one. It's kind of got some bready notes to it, but this is a super, super easy drinking one. This is one that you have, especially on a day like this, if you're going to be out there doing yard work. I work on the car yesterday, and oh, it was you get done, you're dripping sweat, and there's oil on you, and like this. <laughs> oh yeah, and by the way, if you want to give your mother a treat today, I'll be cutting my grass earlier or later this afternoon. You could drive up and down my street. I will have my shirt off, and being that the dad body. The big thing now. I'll be putting on a display. So if you want to turn your mom on, just drive up and down my street later. I'll be cutting my grass. Maybe I'll grab some of the beer off Derek. There you go. Just you toss can, them off. And the then people. you'll have a six pack. Oh, oh that was good, Derek. I'm on it. Right. So, I mean, what's great with this one is you know the one thing this might get you know some people upset, but I, I love beer. But the one thing I don't like is getting drunk. It's just to me, I like having a nice buzz. That's when you're you're having a nice buzz and you're yeah. with friends. You don't get drunk. You're here for just, a buzz. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then it's a kind of like after that, then you start waking up in the morning. Especially, as, you know, not that I'm going to start saying I'm old. I'm actually the youngest one in the room. But still, you, you pass that one threshold, and when you wake up in the morning, you're like, I'm not recovering like I used to. <laughs> What's it's, the threshold? Bed spins. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But you just it's just I'm at that point now, which is not enjoyable. I, I love having these lighter beers. They're in the five percent range. It still have all that flavor because that's the one thing that. I miss not drinking all the high alcohol beers all the time. I mean, I'll still have. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm done with that. Like that's not happening. But it's great this to have. This is the last time I'm <laughs> ever gonna drink. Oh, yeah, those days. Swear, I'll never yes. drink again. Yeah. <laughs> I, always, I love that. I, I wish we kept diaries of just those moments when we woke oh, up and man. said, I'm never drinking again, and just see how long it lasted until the next time. Yeah. Women are the funniest, though, man, with that hyperventilating. <laughs> never do it again. Oh. I cannot believe I did. What I did. No, honey. No, you weren't drunk. You can't You're believe that you let her do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> All right. Happy oh, Mother's Never their fault. That went off happy on a tangent Mother's I wasn't expecting All to right. go towards. So we have, we have issues. Yeah. We have issues, obviously. <laughs> but no, th- this is just a phenomenal. And I, I love seeing when you get a brewery that, that can still dive into doing really good lagers, but also have this wonderful reputation for ales. I mean, they have a great reputation for a lot of their IPAs. They're Furious IPA. Ed and I have had that before. Yeah. Really phenomenal IPA. And when you get that kind of reputation, sometimes a brewery will start to rest on those laurels and really start to focus, and you'll see them getting into doing double IPAs and all these things. But Surly still has a wonderful lineup of all different styles, which is a great, great thing to see. All, this is a great one. All right, outstanding. We kicked off wonderfully, and I do believe we're going to be diving into our interview in a couple seconds here, Derek. We got Omar all lined up and ready to jump on the air, and we're going to do that. going to take a little break, but first I'm going to tell you, stop by Grey Ghost Beers today. Stop by the convenient market on Main Street in Avoca. See uh, Mr. Eric there. He'll t- over hundreds and thousands of different kinds of craft beer and domestics. Grab some pizza. Go home today. Don't be deceived. It's a convenient, but it is Grey Ghost Beers, and it's a fine cafe as well. And just kick back, watch some giant screen TV, try a couple different beers, and bring some pizza home for mom on Mother's Day. And um, that's right on Main Street there in Avoca, 610 Main Street. God forbid I say it the wrong way because the city has all the numbers changed anymore. And Eric knows what I'm talking about there. Stop in the convenient Grey Ghost Beers today. Tell them Freddie, Derek, and Ed sent you. Have a good time and be looking out. We're going to have beer tastings there in the near, near future. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait. And tell Eric he has to tell you a real funny joke. We'll be right back with the Beer Geeks, and we're going to have our fabulous, fabulous interview with Omar Ansari. I hope I'm saying it. Omar Ansari. All right, I said it properly. All right, we'll be back on the Beer Geeks here on WILK News Radio. Annual Dixon City 400 is underway. Over 400 new Hyundais. This is the largest automotive sales event all year. Northeastern PA's largest selection on display at Dixon. Dixon. Dixon City Hyundai. Over 200 new 2015 Elantras leased for only $129 a month. New 2015 Sonatas, $179 a month. New 2015 Tucson's, $259 a month. And the 2015 Veloster, $179 a month. Zero down delivers on all new Hyundais. And America's best warranty, 10 years, one. 100,000 mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. And drive payment free till after July 4th. No one gives you more for your trade than Dixon City. Thousands back on all new Hyundais. It's the Dixon City 400. Dixon. Dixon. Dixon City Hyundai. 81 to exit 191A. Just past the Viewmont Mall on the left. Call 1-800-Hyundai. That's 1-800-Hyundai. Or check out all the details at DixonCityHyundai.com. All vehicles are 36 month lease with 1999 down and 12,000 miles per year. Are you suffering with hearing loss? Are you sick of people constantly complaining that your TV is too loud? Are you tired of asking people to speak up? Would you like to hear more clearly, but you don't want to wear a hearing aid that makes you look old? Then you need to try Listen Clear, a life-changing breakthrough precisely designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. And you can adjust Listen Clear to find the perfect way to hear everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And right now, you can try Listen Clear absolutely risk-free with free shipping. We'll even give you free batteries for life. So call now, 1-800-933-1554. Listen Clear is lightweight and completely hassle-free, and it's practically invisible. Call for your 100% risk-free home trial with free shipping and free batteries for life. For free information, call now, 1-800-933-1554. That's 1-800-933-1554. 1-800-933-1554. Trying to find a beer you truly enjoy is becoming a rather daunting task. Everywhere you turn, another beer, another company, another slogan, another gimmick. Here at Anzalone Special Beer, we decided our gimmick was going to be, well, good taste. Perhaps not the most creative of gimmicks, of course, but certainly the most flavorful. Anzalone Special Beer. Good taste is our gimmick. Anzalone. This is Steve Corbett. When I needed shutters for several rooms in my house, I knew exactly where to go. Budget Blinds in 44th. Budget Blinds offers personalized service. My choice of design. It made it easy. It made it affordable. There are no subcontractors at Budget Blinds. They do it all. Competitive pricing and a no questions asked warranty on all blinds and shades assures you that you'll be happy with your purchase. Stop by their showroom at Wells Street in 44th or call to schedule your free in-home consultation at 287-6000. Do what Corbett did. Go to Budget Blinds. Donna Lee. 
pretty sweet, Kathy. Thank you. And by the way, happy Mother's Day to you, Kathy Donnelly. I can't hear a damn word you're saying, Kathy. I said I will say there was a little misogyny going on in there. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> Don't look at this side of the room. Yeah, and I'm going to look that word up, and then I'm going to get right back to you. And we I'm might gonna, have to talk later. <laughs> you aren't kidding. All right, it's time for our fabulous interview here with Mr. Omar Ansari. Omar, welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Yeah, good morning, guys. Good How morning. you doing, buddy? Thanks for that great lead-in with the... Um, uh, uh, I'll never drink again. <laughs> I was listening to that. I'm like, isn't that what they made coffee for? Come on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we've all made those mistakes, though. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> so, all right, let's just dive right into this, Omar, for those who aren't familiar. Now, when did Surly first open their doors? And we sold our first keg of beer in 2006. So, you know, we're, we're, we've been around now, it feels like, in the, in the craft beer world. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, now, before you got into doing Surly, what was your background prior to opening the brewery? Oh, I worked with my parents. They had a little company, about six people, making industrial supplies. So I was kind of running that company into the ground when I came <laughs> up with the idea to get the brewery going. So it worked, the timing worked out great. <laughs> well, yeah, and definitely and that, that's good having a background in the manufacturing getting into this because I think a lot of people don't really think of that, that, you know, ultimately brewing beer is a manufacturing industry. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's a beer factory. And, uh, um, you know, it, it's the majority of, you know, the, the time and effort we spend is in the brew house doing process stuff. You know, and it's working on pumps and hoses and kind of all the nitty gritty stuff that, uh, you know, um, people don't think about a lot when they, you know, talk about wanting to get into brewing. You know, most of it's cleaning and chemicals and stuff that's not really fun, but it's, you know, we're, we're moving a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of gallons of liquid and all that equipment's got to be working right or, or things, the beer will not turn out if you don't. Yeah, few people really uh, take a look at someone hauling a 50-pound sack of grain and then think, I want to do that one, because <laughs> that looks like fun. <laughs> now, before, yeah, no doubt. Before you had and, Todd uh, come in, uh, sorry, well, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. What were what, 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 what you asking? Before you had Todd come in, now, you know, the one thing that Surly's really known for, we had Wayne Wombles on here before from uh, Cigar City, and he brought this up, too, with you guys, is that you've become really known for uh, metal <laughs> in, introduced into the brew house. Were you a big metalhead before you had Todd come in? Absolutely not. <laughs> I couldn't, uh, you know, Todd has put his impact in the brewery in lots of ways. Those, the recipes we have at Surly are, are his. Uh, he's written all those, and... Uh, Certainly, some of the attitude and, and the edge we have is, is, uh, is a lot of his his musical uh, uh, leaning. So you know, he uh, actually plays plays guitar in a couple of metal bands. So he's um, he's in it all the way. And you know, he's you know gone to Europe with and he's done some collabs with Thirteen Forty Nine, a metal band in oh, wow. Norway. And I mean, he's been doing a lot of stuff. So uh, he's just way more into the music scene than I am. Well, you know, I listen to the radio and buy some CDs, but uh, but not quite uh, in the. In, in, uh, as deep as Todd is. Well, I guess the answer, my, my next question was, has he won you over? But I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, you know, it's funny because there's, you know, I've certainly learned uh, there's lots of different subgenres of metal and, uh, you know, we, we, we experience them a lot. So he kind of knows what I like. He's like, oh, you're like, you're like this band. It's a little more melodic than some of the, <laughs> some of the other bands that the other guys like. So, uh, you know, he, he kind of knows which stuff. Uh, he, knows, he knows how to get me out of the brewery. <laughs> I put something on. I'm like, good God, man. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, sometimes if you're not acclimated to that, uh, not knowing what they're screaming type deal, you might uh, you might walk away from that one. I used to hear that a lot. I, I grew up and been playing hardcore bands, and that was the one thing I always got to, told by the parents was, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> now, when you first started the brewery, what was the vision that you had for it, and is that kind of where you took it, or has it kind of been trying to figure it out as you you went through all of this? Um. You know, the, the, the early business plan was pretty simple. It was make great beer. That was really all we ever wanted to do, um, and meet payroll. So those are the two things we started off when we got the brewery going. And, uh, you know, back nine years ago, there you know, there was really only one other craft brewery in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. So it seemed like we could brew a bunch of styles that weren't getting brewed. And that was, that was really the goal. And... Um, as we've grown, you know, things have uh, we've kind of found some other beers to, to fit in the styles we wanted to brew. Um, so it, it's certainly been pretty organic. It is kind of finding our way. So it wasn't this master plan of, you know, in year three, we're going to do this and hire this many people and go into these states. It, it all just kind of happens. I think that to me is the best way for breweries to grow because if you kind of force it, uh, it's not going to work. 
Yeah, that's then the reason I thought is like you know your your whole ethos of the brewery, and I'll, I'll read it back to you, even though you know this is you know we don't make beer for everyone. Beer for everyone is beer for no one, and I think that's really sums up what you guys are doing as far as sticking to styles and everything. That's why I was wondering how you know that was your original vision for the brewery. Yeah, without a doubt, we wanted to brew some bigger. You know, I call them West Coast beers. You know, some maybe that's because where I first experienced some of those. You know, hot bombs, um, and there was nothing like that. When I was a home brewer, that's kind of what I would brew with BIPAs and trying to, you know, come up with different uh, hop concoctions and such. Um, so there was just none of that. So it seemed like, you know, there's a pretty big, a pretty big void um, of beers we could brew. Um, but you know, I mean, as time goes on, I, I think the great things about beer is you kind of experience, you, know, you you find new styles of beer as a beer drinker. You know, maybe. Yeah. IPAs, you get into Belgians, sour beers, um, and then a lot of times you end up getting back to lagers, which is where every, a lot of people start. So, you know, as time's gone on, we've kind of had a pretty wide range of, of styles of beers we've brewed. Yeah, and that's definitely one thing that we, we appreciate with that. We were talking before, we had the hell to start out with, and I was saying I love to see a brewery having that, still being able to brew a really good lager, but still branch out and do, you know, doing their ales and still have lagers going on. It's a tough thing to do. Some people don't think of that. They have the equipment tie up for the brew house, and that's a tough thing, so that's a commitment, really. Yeah, you know, we were thinking of um, trying to um, get some more hell out into the marketplace, and it's just hard because, you know, that beer, to do it right, it's got to be, be in a tank for five weeks. Yeah. And we could have brewed a beer like Bender or Furious or Bitter, you know, two times. So it's really when you know, when you're kind of stuck for not enough tanks, which pretty much every craft brewer is, yeah. um, you know, it 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 it, it gets difficult to, to fit that into your cycle. But you know, we also want to make a beer that, like I said, you know, my mom my mom drinks it. She's not a too big of a fan of the rest of our beers. She's German, maybe <laughs> that's why. But um, you know, it's a beer that everyone can have too. It's not. It's not necessarily for you. You have to been drinking beer for five years to understand what's going on. Yeah, and that's what's great about it. And you have the complexities, but you don't need to know all the subtleties of it. And with that, you know, with the expansion, you guys have just gone through like having a restaurant and beer garden open up. But the one thing that's interesting is that you had to really fight against legislation to get this going. Now, can you talk a little bit about what the legislation legislation was and the process you had to go through to kind of change that to be able to do what you're doing? Sure. Um, every state's got different beer laws. I think people know that. Um, some are restrictive, some are wide open. Um, so in Minnesota, we've got some peculiar laws, like you can't buy beer on Sundays at a liquor store. Um, and one of them was breweries could not sell beer in their, their brewery. So when someone would come out for a tour, it was a free tour, uh, and we gave out free samples, so those tours were packed. We'd have 150 people on those things because they, they were pretty excited for free beer. So that was great, but it's hard to convince the bank to loan you money on a free beer model. So um, we thought, you know, if we could sell someone a glass of beer, you know, we could build this kind of really big um, beer hall. We could build, build a beer garden where people could come and see what we're doing. So we, uh, we had to change that law to allow us to sell a glass of beer. And... You know, everyone, so many people in the state were kind of against it because it's just not the way it was. Um, and change is always hard. But for, for us, the easy thing is, you know, we're 45 minutes away from Hudson, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, you can do that. So my point was always, you know, why would I want to go build a brewery in Wisconsin when I can do it right here and create the jobs right here and the taxes right here? I don't want to spend that money in Wisconsin. I'm a Viking fan, not a Packers fan. So, <laughs> you know. This is simple. Let's change this law. And since that law has gotten changed in uh, 2011, um, man, there have been an explosion of, um, they call them tap rooms, is uh, is the term for breweries that, that sell their beer on site now. There's, man, there's um, probably 20-plus breweries in the Twin Cities now with tap rooms. So it's been great for breweries, for beer drinkers, for employment. It's I, I don't know. It's been pretty much a win all around. Oh, that's great. And how long of a process was that? Cause, I mean, that's the one thing, you know, legalities is always a, a fun thing to get sure. into. <laughs> you know, we um, we came at it, uh, you know, the session starts in the winter and goes into the spring in Minnesota. Huh. And I talked to some lobbyists to help us, you know, just to help me figure out, like, how do you do this? Where do you start? Who do you talk to? And a number of them said it would take a couple years to do this because it's just would be such a big change. But uh the folks who worked with, um, you know, it, 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 it worked out, um, 
and we got it done in six months. So it, you know, one year, one session. Uh, and really, the big reason why was because of all of the fans um, in Minnesota, the social media aspect of it. Um, people calling the legislator, writing them emails. So they never, for business issue, legislators don't normally get a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day at the Capitol, they said this was the the second biggest item on the you know docket. Like this is what everyone was talking about because oh. so many legislators were getting calls and they had no idea <laughs> what was going on. So it was that it was really the people we called Surly Nation beer fans in Minnesota that made it happen because uh, the opposition was pretty much burying our bill. And it wasn't until all these legislators started hearing about this that uh, that it got done. So it was pretty awesome to see everyone come together to help get that bill passed. Oh, that's awesome to see that. And that that's it really shows too the crappier community how much everyone all of us stick together when we have something we're, we're passionate about, which is great. Absolutely. Omar, you're a Vikings fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> so am I. What the hell are we going to do? Why don't you make an Adrian Peterson brew, and then maybe he'll decide to stay and actually play this year? <laughs> Can we do something in Minnesota? I have high hopes every year. Everything else is so cool in Minnesota. Look at the Twins are on this tear as of late. They're coming out of last place, and they're going to wind up in first place. They keep playing like they are. But my Minnesota Vikings, since 1975, have been a Vikings fan, and I've been let down. I still haven't gotten over 1998 in that playoff game against the damn Falcons. I have nightmares over it. What the hell are we going to do with Adrian Peterson? Can you work on something out there on that? Please. Man, I tell you what, uh, I'm a, you know I've been an AP fan in the past. He's certainly not done much to endear himself to fans, so right. I think he just needs to play and just stop talking. Tell his agent to be quiet, just play football, and that's probably the best thing for him. All right, well at least I got that off my chest, Omar. Thank you. <laughs> he opened up a little bit of a wound. <laughs> so now, as you guys are going, because you're starting to now open back up into expansion, which is great, because that's the one thing I know you guys have had on your plate heavily is the demand for more of your beer. It, it, right. What's kind of the end game for you guys? Now we had oh, uh, Doug Odell on here, and his the vision for Odell is to be a large, you know, regional brewery. Do you want Surly to get to that level, or do you want it to be on a national level? Um, I don't think we'll ever get to a national level. I mean, that's there's only a handful oh, yeah, of breweries at that point. You know, um, Sierra and New Belgium, and um, seems like Lagunitas is going that way. Um, but I don't think we'll ever get to that. Um, we're in Minnesota. Uh, we've gone back to Chicago. We've been in and out of that market for a number of times. But in Iowa, and we're launching Wisconsin actually June 1st. So I think for us what's going to happen is we're going to see once you know the summer goes through with all those markets. And Wisconsin's a huge market for us. Just It's a big state. A lot of beer drinkers everywhere. They do like their beer in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> and just see where we're at. You know, I don't think we really know how much beer we're going to sell. And that's sort of always the the question in the beer business is you don't really know. You know, projections are great, but yeah. it's something on a piece of paper, and you can sell more, you can sell less. So we've built a brewery that we can expand and, and probably get to a couple hundred thousand barrels if we wanted, but it's all sort of if people want to drink the beer. You know, it, it kind of it, the demand's got to pull through. We don't want to have to, you know, get out there and push it on people and, you know, kind of have to do all those marketing and advertising things. We kind of want people to continue to want it so we're going to be in those markets and then maybe it'd be fun to a good buddy of mine said uh you sell your beer where you want to drink it so you know maybe we'll get out to some other fun markets you know boston new york san diego denver kind of stuff just to have it in some places that uh basically it'd be fun to go drinking in those markets <laughs> well we'd love to have you so that'd be great if you can that'd be that awesome <laughs> so let's get into this beer now since we're, we're talking so much about the brewery we're, we just started pouring the uh doom tree now this is a really interesting one. I know you even described it as a bastardized style, and it's a collaboration. It's a really unique beer. Can you talk about how this collaboration came about? Yeah, so there's a local band, uh, hip-hop um, kind of collaborative called Doomtree, so it's sort of a super group of, of um, artists here in the Twin Cities. And they came to us. Uh, it's their 10-year anniversary, and they always have these awesome, huge shows um, every year. And it came to us about brewing a beer for them for this blowout. We thought, you know, maybe we can do something more than just a beer. Why don't we, you know, why don't we sit down and see if we can brew something that we can continue to brew for a while. So so Todd, our head brewer, and a couple of the other guys um, hung out with uh, with Doomtree and watched them perform and uh, um, spent a lot of time talking about kind of what sort of beer they were, you know, what they like, you know, with uh, 
six people, seven people in the group. It's kind of hard to, to nail down exactly <laughs> a beer everyone's going to like. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when Todd kind of sat down to, to figure out what, what was going to work, you know, in his mind, it was really taking different styles together uh, and making them work, which is what that band does with having, you know, five solo acts, um, all working together. So, you know, it's, it's really, a if you want to call it a Belgian IPA or a, you know, a hoppy, a beer to guard or a bastardized child of furious and cynic, um, it's one of those, but it's certainly bringing a couple things together, and um, it's been yeah, people love it. So it's been it's been great to see people like it so much. And Dessa wrote uh, Dessa, who's in the band and one of the more well known members, she wrote all the copy on the can in the back too, which was pretty fun. So did they have like a, a lot of input then with you guys as you're laying this out, or was it kind of we could do A B C? What would you rather, or, or how was it uh, much involved? And and how was Todd working with the rap group? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was great. I mean, That's I think awesome. he you know Todd's. A, Todd's a musician. So yeah. He appreciates, you know, great music, you know, you know, whatever genre it is. I think he just, you know, as a as a lead guitarist in a metal band, he just wants it to be right, precise, and <laughs> yep. well done. You know, Fast. not fan of not fan of sloppy sloppiness in anything, whether it's music or beer. Um, so him getting to see how they work together, um, I, I think, really got his respect um, for that band. Uh, but it was Todd sort of kind of working on this beer for a while and saying, here's what I've come up with, um, as opposed to kind of a sit down and, and, and hammer it out. Um, but what was fun is, is um, if you've got that can in front of you, that was really a collaborative piece between our creative director, Michael Berglund, and um, and their artist. And it's, you know, there's a lot of symbols on there that, that they've used, to, you know, doing 10 years of music um, pulled from different parts of, of that band's history. So that was a really... That's cool. Um, pretty fun part to do the art part so it wasn't just beer it was you know the music piece the art piece um a lot of things we we uh, we work together with and um yeah they've been they've been a blast to hang out with and work with those guys well the beer definitely paid off in the end we love it and uh Omar, i can't thank you enough for taking the time to give us a call it's a it's a busy sunday morning i'm sure for you and it's mother's day too which is always always fun yeah, no doubt. I've got to get on home and uh, get my get my boys together and uh, get my wife her gift. So hopefully that'll all work out well yet today. Well, Omar, thank you so much for taking the time, and we're going to keep enjoying these beers. Mm-hmm. And, and thank you so much, man, for joining us. Go Vikings! Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy to do it. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Bye, bye. All right, man, that was great. Omar was fabulous. That was a wonderful interview. Another uh, Viking fan who <laughs> suffers as I do. What are you going to do? I don't know. Well, if you're into football, man, Penn State fans, there is a tribute CD out there, a DVD CD. If you're into folk music, if you're not into folk music, but maybe you're Penn State alumni, this is something that you would definitely want to own for your collection. Anzalone Productions, LLC, the Anzalone Brothers and Company, live at the Eisenhower Auditorium, the DVD video performance and CD audio. Definitely want to pick it up. And while you're viewing it or just adding it to your collection or listening to this fine folk music, if you're into it, I wasn't really that much into it myself, but I'm starting to develop some kind of appreciation for all music like I do. But uh, if you're a Penn State fan, you definitely want this. There's great things about Joe Paterno in here as well as Penn State University. And um, it's just a very fun DVD and CD. You want to pick it up. Anzalone Productions, LLC. It is Anzalone Brothers and Company live at the Eisenhower Auditorium in University Park, PA. They performed and grab yourself an Anzalone Lager while you're watching and listening to this wonderful DVD. We'll be back with the beer Geeks Radio Hour here on WILK right after these messages. Today's GetMyPerks.com deal of the day is the perfect excuse to not have grease all over your hands. Get two standard oil changes from Car Care Central in West Wyoming for just $25. That's a $50 value for half price. Car Care Central is a complete vehicle care facility. They have qualified staff working to provide you with exceptional services in a timely manner. Car Care Central offers a variety of services to keep your car running smoothly, and they have honest rates and reliable service. And still available at GetMyPerks.com, get reserved or lawn tickets to the Boys of Zummer Tour at the Pavilion of Montage Mountain for half price. WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. Take one. Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. 
visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're looking for senior care for your mom or dad like I was, call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Their local advisors will explain your options and help you select senior living communities at no cost to you. To speak with your local senior care advisor, call A Place for Mom, 1-800-379-1174. That's 1-800-379-1174. There's a place for answers, a place for mom. This is an urgent message for all individuals with extremely large credit card debt. No matter how much you owe on your credit cards, the company that has settled more debt than anyone in the U.S. could settle your debt, too. While you make one low monthly program payment, you have the opportunity to hear how low your monthly program payment could be for free. This free information is available now simply by calling Freedom Debt Relief at 1-800-661-8815. I repeat, if you have extremely large credit card debt, you now have the ability to reduce your total debt and get one simple low monthly program payment. This could allow you to resolve your debt faster than you ever thought possible. But you should act quickly. Call Freedom Debt Relief now to learn how much you could save. 1-800-661-8815. Again, this life-changing information is available for free. To find out how much you may be able to save, call today. 1-800-661-8815. That's 1-800-661-8815. 1-800-661-8815. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. I'm sitting in a bar. I'm all alone. Yeah, and okay, I'm a dog and I'm only three. But you know what? That's not all that important. I'll show you what is. Hey, Rocco. Yes, Bruno. Don't give me the usual. I want to try something new. Try the Sansalone Lager. It's delicious. <laughs> That's good. Next time you're out, don't order the same old beer. Break the habit. Try Anzalone Special Beer. Change your habits. Change your world. Anzalone Special Beer. <laughs> We're killing it with the intros this week. She's Name the it. band. I can't. I, I really can't. I, I think the name of the song is Floods. Pantera. Oh, that's what I was thinking, but I wouldn't feel like an idiot if it was playing it live, man. I was going to say Pantera, and I'm like, great. if it's not. I'm yeah, it's like, a live version. Because uh, the guitar sounded like that. That's why I thought, that was, a, I thought that was a sound. Oh, well. Well, man, I'll tell you what. It seems different. It's, it's, is that air coming through here now? It feels you, like we might be getting cooled down, yeah. It throws on and off as it is. Now I have a chill. Before we were sweating, Ed was over there sweating like he was, was chasing like a, a fat kid on prom night. <laughs> he was like chasing, a, <laughs> thought he was chasing a Kishka over there before, man. He was sweating so heavy. Oh, I have a chill. Now it's now it's cool. No, See it how feels, crazy the wiring is in here? Just that whim. Unbelievable. But it's nice now because I stepped out. We were we were sweating heavy, man, for oh, a little yeah. while. It was like the WILK sauna. And I was just thinking to myself, what if our big buddy Backyard Billy was in here with us again? Couldn't make it this week. He had so many things booked for it's Sundays. And it's his birthday. Yeah. We miss having him here. He'll be here next week. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. But if you want to stop by and see him, I know he's at the Susquehanna Breakdown, I believe. Well, they, yeah, they're breaking down the breakdown. Breaking down the so. breakdown. They had a lot of action going on there. I'm sure him and the rest of the staff at Backyard Ale House would love to see out on that patio. So stop in, maybe have some brunch today because I know they're open and popping. It's a beautiful day to be out on that patio at Backyard Ale House, Linden Street in downtown Scranton. I know Billy's got a lot of work to do, but he'll be back here. Happy birthday, buddy, if you're listening out there. We look forward to having you. Maybe we'll have a little birthday bash, a belated birthday bash for Backyard Billy from the Backyard Ale House next week here. Live from... I don't know, the W-I-L-K freezer. Now it's nice and cool here. I'm feeling good. The intermittent sweat box. Awesome. I know you got a lot of beer to drink over there. Oh, yeah. we have. Let's do it up there, Derek. Well, we just cracked open in the break. We started drinking the, the Cynic Ale. Now, this is a really interesting one because it's, it's a nice Saison, but it has these wonderful notes that kind of is this uh, pale ale almost notes to it, but it has these really nice citrus kind of lemony hints from the hops. But just a really super easy, I think, was it 6.7%? yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's up there, but you don't get any of those hints of that at all. Um, but this is just a super, this is another one I would say is great for a nice hot day like this. Really dry finish. 
but it just has some subtle hints of the spice. We talked last week when we had Smutty Nose on about you know the Saison yeast strain, and that that's where a lot of these flavors come through is that Saison yeast strain. It has all those notes. This one has a lot of that, but you can tell there's a, a good amount of hopping put into this that just has those wonderful, wonderful citrus notes. It's just really super refreshing. Now, I have on here my notes now, too. This actually was named. That depends on how much uh, bulk you put into like Esquire and those magazines and stuff, but sometimes they really do pin down some really cool beers, which is a nice thing to see. They actually named this the best canned beer to drink now, and I could actually really see this one having this. And it's also something you're not really used to seeing, a Saison in a can. That's not something a lot of breweries will put off. The Saison is usually the thing you'll see them cork and cage it. That's the typical way you see a lot of Saisons. And to have that and it be really, really good and really smooth, just super easy drinking. Like, this is one I would love to have if I was doing some work today. And it's also a little bit nicer at 6.7. This will definitely relax you on a hot summer day. This is not one you want to do be super productive as you could be with the hell. <laughs> this is one a little more post-productive, I would say. <laughs> yeah, don't play with the blades when you're drinking this beer. Is that pretty much what you're saying, Derek? I think you say that about any beer. I would say All don't right, play whatever. Because <laughs> that's just a bad combo. <laughs> that's what I hear. And I could see a lot of people maybe saying that, yeah, I wouldn't do that either or have gone through that and that uh, right. don't, don't do that one. Ed, what are you thinking of this one? You've been quiet this week. A little bit, yeah. You know. But anyway, <laughs> it's because his daughter had problems. Last night, man, he's getting over the shock and all the stress that comes with it. I know it's it's uh, it's very drinkable. Um, it's a nice, refreshing saison. Uh, nothing crazy going on with it. I mean, you know, it's nothing crazy. It's just a good, refreshing beer in a can. It's not. I mean, for all the other surly stuff and the ones we have coming up too, get a little more insane with it. This is just a solid. Saison with a little more heavy-handed hops with it. But, I mean, a lot of Saisons, that's a style that's really open-ended. We talked about that last week, too. That's a style that people will throw in a whole mishmash of whatever ingredients because it's a really open-ended style. Mm. Even the guidelines are very open-ended because, historically, it was just basically whatever they had on hand in the farmhouse to throw into the Saison. Whether it was rye, whether it was wheat, whatever type of ingredients they threw into it, that's really what the style is known for. Is like That's a really great one to experiment with. There's things that are going to be... The, the main thing you have to pay attention if you're going to experiment with the Saison is what flavors are going to play off of that yeast because that's what you want to really have highlighted within that beer for it to be called a real Saison. But this has nothing overpowering. No, no. no cloves or... Uh, no, it doesn't have... It, it, there's a lot more spice to it than anything. Yes. And like the hops, to me, really come through a lot more. Like You get a lot of really nice citrus notes from the hops. And you just love drinking craft, craft beer. You like craft beer in a can, don't you, Derek? Well, it's just, it also makes for a more... Uh, fun studio experience because no matter what I do because sometimes I'll be cracking the bottles and I'll try to hide it while we're talking <laughs> the can you're not going to hide anywhere because no. you're going to hear that crack yeah, right definitely. open so we just cracked open a can of Bender now this is a beer that the brewery is also very well known for and it's also a beer that this kind of gets into a whole mishmash of different styles uh, if you were to go on things and look up the, this beer it's typically thrown out as being an American brown ale and what that is is just kind of a really nice, uh, it's not nearly as heavy as a porter, but it has some of those roasted note characteristics of the malts, but a little bit more of a hoppy characteristic coming through. What they have it defined for, for Surly, is this is an American oatmeal brown ale. So this really has a whole mishmash of different things going on within it because you have different malts going on. You have Belgian and British malts. You have some of those really nice uh, cocoa, coffee, caramel notes coming on. It's just like a really complex beer, and it's all in it with 5.1%. So another one that's fairly low, really easy drinking, but it's just really smooth. And uh, it's just really unique. And, like, that's what's awesome about this is to see breweries not care about, look, if you're going to brew something to a quote-unquote style, that's for competitions and things like that. But if you're not going to pay attention to that, do whatever the hell you want. You can label it whatever you want. There's no uh, law against labeling things. But you really want to experiment with this. And a brown ale is a great one to experiment with because it already has different things going on. I want to, Ed, what do you think? You have a confused face. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ed always okay. has a confused face. Right? Uh, he, it may be a, like a good dessert beer. I'm getting, I'm getting some like uh, brown sugar, maybe some raisin taste. Um, a little bit of, little bit of uh, caramel af aftertaste. There's definitely a lot of caramel coming through. You get a little bit of like bitter coffee kind of in the mid. And then like a little bit of cocoa, and it's it's creamy though. It's like that oats, 
it, like, having that addition of oats in this is really nice because it gives it this creamy characteristic that you don't really get out of a lot of brown ales. A lot of brown ales tend to be very thin if you're going to have them. They, they tend to fall on the thin side, especially if you're going for an English-style brown ale. That tends to be a little more thin, but having that really beefs it up a lot. But it's 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 complex. Like that's what it's so. it's kind of tough to even pin down a lot of these tastes that you're getting because there's so many different things Hence going the on. Confused look. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I wanted to see what you. Did thought you about. just noticed that now, Derek? <laughs> I noticed it uh, oh. exemplified when he took a sip. Damn. Was like, <laughs> I was gonna have a, his wife take a picture of him when he sleeps to see if it still his face stays like that. <laughs> what, what's happening? <laughs> I can't help it, man. It's my whole life. It's all good. No, he's all good. He's handsome. <laughs> but this, handsome man. This is. Definitely a very unique one. I would definitely uh, tag it as that. And it's also neat because they have this available as a uh, coffee vendor. Another take on this, yeah. they actually have coffee added into it. I would love to try that with this. And I mean, this as a base with some coffee in it would be phenomenal. I've been on like a coffee beer kick as of late, actually. I've been really trying a lot of different ones out there. I had uh, some Joma Gang from Oma Gang the other day, which is their, their coffee beer, which is really nice. But it's just it, to have coffee into it, when you have complementary flavors, because all, all of these flavors in this beer that are going on would be really complimentary to coffee. I mean, there already are some subtle coffee notes within this, but to have that really as a big punch, and I'm sure as Surly does it, if they're going to put coffee in it, they're going to put coffee in it. And who doesn't love coffee? I know to be even better. I'm swigging some down right now. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's just something I really love. But this is like a really unique one. Like I, I love all these different things going on. It plays with the mouthfeel. It plays with the, the uh, flavor profile within it. And it still is a solid brown ale underneath everything. But it just has all these different components to it that you don't typically get if you're going to get a standard English brown ale or things like that. It has all these other components to it. So, all right. Ed's happy. We're going to move on to our last one. I'm going to take a swig well, of this. Quick, yeah. Yeah. I have a couple minutes left. You want to make that happen? Yeah. Taking a swig of that one. Now we're going to crack open. This is the last one we have from them. This is a really interesting one. I have not had this. This is a collaboration beer that they did with Real Ale Brewing Company, I believe from uh, Texas. And the other brewery that really needs no introduction for crazy craft beer nerds is Three Floyds uh, out of Indiana. Right, Indiana? Yeah. And... Uh, just a really, you know, Three Floyds is known into and of itself for a lot of other things. And doing these collaborations with Surly, and if you see a lot of the artwork between the two breweries, it kind of almost makes sense. You kind of get the feel that, you know, Three Floyds is also a really metal-heavy brewery. This is their blacker. And uh, I showed Freddie the artwork. Freddie was, yeah, Freddy was digging the it's artwork. It's just great. <laughs> but it's definitely metal-inspired artwork. Yes. Uh, but just a really heavy, and it's actually 9.99% ABV. So, you know, flip that upside down, 666. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. But it's an, it's an Imperial Black IPA. Uh, I, th- I believe this is a seasonal one for them. This one isn't available year-round. Uh, but it's just a really cool thing that they have going on to have these collaboration beers. I like, guess something I love within the industry is the willingness of collaborations between breweries. Like that's not something you see in a lot of other industries like this. They want to see each other succeed. And that's what's awesome to have that. You have that brotherhood going on within this. But the beer really speaks for itself. There's a, a lot of things going on. Did you take a sip yet, Ed? Yes. How is it? I'm getting like uh, charred wood. <clears throat> How about uh, some chocolate? It's definitely got, yeah. A little bit of licorice going on? A little bit of licorice going on that. I actually get, like, some hints of, uh, like, tropical fruits. Too I'm smelling it. pineapple. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, tropical fruits going on in that. But it's really interesting because, you know, the black IPA, we've said it down here before, the black IPA style is one... It's tough for some people uh, because you have that play on roasted malts and hoppiness. It's not something a standard... IPA drinker is going to say, "Oh, this is this is great." Right. It's different. It's a lot different. It, it, it plays on those two again, you know, which is really you kind of getting the sense for Surly that they're they like to play on styles, and that's what's awesome with this is like this really does that. Like, there's just some really there's like a lot of, of pine notes in with this one too, which is really which is really enjoyable. Like, I, I love a good and it's dry. Yeah, that's the other thing I will say too is it's it's a nice dry. Finish some black IPAs because of the malt choices doesn't they don't have that dry finish and and the nine point nine nine percent ABV is not apparent at all. Yeah, this is definitely a session beer. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. 
depends on what kind of session. Quote Spinal Tap, it goes to 11. Oh, yeah. Amen. (laughs) I'll tell you that. It gets none more black. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, this this is definitely a really, this is one of the best black IPAs I've ever had. And you said that this is a seasonal beer. This is a seasonal one for me. It's, it's, uh, I mean, look, released in March. It's only released in so it was just released. Okay. Uh, it's only available for limited time, and I'm sure with the way Surly is, like they, their stuff goes really quick. Uh, if you're in those immediate areas where they're distributed, uh, you could probably still find some left. I don't know. I don't right. know how quickly they sell out, and I I don't know if they have the you know Surly puts this in cans because it's a collaboration beer. I don't know how because some collaborations will only be released by one brewery, and it's a collaboration with all three. I don't nice. know if they each release this themselves as something else because that's one thing. Um, Stone did a collaboration with Dogfish Head a while ago. Cool. Uh, I believe it was a Saison du Buff, and uh, they each released it in different bottles and stuff. I don't know how this one's released. I just know what we have here from Surly, so I don't know if they're all released in, in different bottles in and of themselves. It's something to figure out yourself. Uh, but this is, if you are a fan of black IPAs, absolutely find this one. Yeah, I'm really not good. a fan of black eyed peas. Black IPA. <laughs> if you're a fan of black eyed peas, you're probably not listening to yeah, us. Yeah, that's right a good now. point. Probably not listening to us at all. That was a fabulous show, Derek. Great beer, great times, great friends. And now with the air in here, I'm such Yeah, now I feel a lot better. When I was talking to Omar, I'm like yeah. sweating. Like, I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. God, this is ridiculous. Derek is over here sweating like he's being interrogated. <laughs> I feel like a black preacher. I'm patting my head with the... the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to take the high road. I was going to say something else, but I'm going to take the high road. <laughs> but I have I'm a little handkerchief and dabbing my head with it and oh, just going yeah. to... But, oh, no. Ed was sweating like he's running after a Kishka. Derek's <laughs> sweating, man, like he's uh, being interrogated. And I was sweating like I was going through withdrawal. <laughs> we all have our own things. No, it was oh, good. I mean, fun. Omar was a great interview. There was yeah, a lot. That, the one thing I was, I was saying to Ed off that mic, I was surprised because, you know, I thought, you know, we're all we're all three of us yeah. here kind of metalheads. We, under, we understand that. And Definitely. I, I well, thought, Ed used to you be. know what, maybe, maybe Todd won him over and brought him to the dark side. That probably happened. <laughs> but no, he, he said not as much. Uh, I'm sure you can't. You can't because that's the the one thing that they're known for. I, remember, I don't know if you remember when we had uh, Cigar City on a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Wayne was talking about there was some event they were doing where they were able to play music. And he said the one room he walked by was Surly's and Three Floyd's. Funny. And they were all blasting this really heavy metal music. He said it was the loudest Grand room. Core. And the most full room. Yeah, I bet it was a lot of fun too, man. You either like it or you hate it. I, oh, yeah, I, I find you can't bring people to the dark oh, no, side. No, no. Yeah. That, that's I just thought from the ex, like constant exposure. It's one thing if you're like have a friend come in the car. Oh, hey, here, check this. Check out Pig Destroyer. You might like these guys. Yeah, like, great band. You're probably not going to win them over. No. They're not into that. No, but constant exposure is a little different. Sounds good, <laughs> guys. What a fabulous show we had here. It was wonderful. Remember to stop in at Great Ghost Beers, see my friend Eric on Main Street <clears> in Avoca, <throat> convenient market. Bring home some pizza. Pizza for mom or whatever you need, but there's so many different kinds of beer, domestic and craft, of course. Stop in today. Ask Eric to tell you a funny joke. He's got plenty of them. <laughs> and when you grab your beers, whatever you're grabbing, make sure you do. And take your time and look through the wonderfully stocked coolers. Gregos Beers, um, the convenient market on Main Street in Avoca. Wonderful time. Guys, I had a blast being here today. We have, this we, was a lot of fun. Uh, what do we got going on next week there, Derek? Next week, we actually have a, a special one. We're not going to have a guest. We're going to really deal with this in-house. We are tackling the whole double IPA issue, and you will see the photo comp this week. I won't tease you. Ooh. We have some really sought-after ones that uh, people are going to be angry they're not down here drinking with us. I'll put it that way. Oh. So I, I worked my magic to try to get some of these beers that uh, you really can't get. Well, so. it sounds like you, uh, that magic has worked. I um, worked the magic. Because when you don't schedule an interview with one of our fine brewmasters, our owners, across the country or around the world. Oh, it's the final countdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you love this, don't you? It's outstanding. <laughs> yeah, no, we have a lot of great stuff coming up, too, in the, in the coming weeks. All right, Derek, uh, tell them how go. they can hook up. If you want to find us, you can hop on the old Facebook, Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Get us uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Beer Geeks Radio. You can shoot us an email. Right. BeerGeeksRadio at gmail.com. Sounds good. And next week, we're going to be... Um, all right. And we're done. All right, we're done.